today we're with uh, Lucy, Tammy and Tom from Portis and we're doing a bit of a deep dive into impact reporting. Uh, this is an incredible organisation I really look up to in terms of their impact report each year um, and these guys have played a part in making that happen. So I want to ask this first question because it's quite broad um, but always interested to hear people's different opinions. What does social impact mean to you? Maybe Lucy you could start us off. Mm, sure. Um, it means quite a lot of things. So I guess here at Hortus we call ourselves a profit for good business. Mm. So obviously we're in business to make money and to be sustainable, but at the same time we want to do good for our people and our communities. And by our communities we talk about the communities that we recruit from. So um, that's here in New Zealand, but also the Pacific Islands as well. Mm. Um, and one of the big drivers for us is that we, we have the privilege of recruiting these guys and girls from the islands and they're incredibly motivated to build a house and improve their communities. So social impact for us is around if we're recruiting these people that are motivated to make a difference in their communities, then how do we know that we're achieving that impact mm -hmm. and how do we measure that impact? Um, so... Yeah, it's around doing good business and then measuring their impact. Mm, um, yeah, that's such a great answer. And all things that we're going to deep dive into further as well. Do you have any thoughts, Tammy, on social impact or Tom? I think like what Lucy was saying about making the difference, one of our values, um, and just been able to share how we have made a difference in the islands mm -hmm. with the work that the boys and girls are doing as well. Back home, building houses, buying businesses, buying farms, mm -hmm. boats, vans, cars, etc. Mm -hmm. um, that yeah, is pretty big to us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can tell. And it, it's not just us in New Zealand, it's overseas in the islands as well, in Indonesia. I think, yeah, to me, social impact is, is a wider, more holistic view of hey, someone doesn't just come to work and their work is everything. It's about you know, this, the economic, the well-being, the cultural, and looking after all of those things. And like Lucy said about um, both with Kiwis and within the islands, it's about looking after the whole person. And I think as a business, that's a responsibility and a duty of care that we really have to look at all of those impacts outside of just the day-to-day -day work environment mm -hmm. and how far-reaching that goes. Yeah. Fantastic answer, so cool. How did the impact report come about and what was that first step, maybe that first conversation in making it happen? I think it started um, early, oh, you have to quit me on dates, maybe it started in early 2021 and we suddenly had the idea to measure the impact on the previous year. Mm. So the concept came around and then we pulled it together incredibly quickly um, and we got it out there and we were really surprised that people actually liked that kind of stuff. They liked the data, they liked reading about what we had written mm. and I guess that just gave us the motivation to keep going and then um, this year's impact report we've evolved it and gone a bit deeper mm. um, but it probably just didn't, it just came around with an idea that we jumped on pretty quickly. Mm. 
I think on a sort of fundamental level, AJ's always been about people and people first mm. um, and and about impact and making a difference. So that's always been sort of the, the driver and the why of Fortis. And I guess clients over the years have been really interested in knowing more about, you know, they see these workers from the islands in their vineyards, you know, what is their story and what is happening for them back home. And so I guess we wanted to find a tangible way of actually being able to display those impacts and how that was changing over the years. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was about, I would say, early last year. And as Lucy said, pulled it together <laughs> really quickly. And we've learned a lot in the last couple of years. So what, it, what does that pull it together look like? Like, you know, you said it took a lot of work for a business that's going how do I actually create an impact report what does that look like that's a really good question um yeah I guess for us um some of the drivers of what to report on was kind of easy because all of these nations and there's nine of them Mm. they all have very similar social issues going on housing schooling education clean water Um, So in terms of measurement, I guess the motivation for coming on the RSE scheme and the impacts are fairly similar across those nations. Um, And we, through through our close relationships with the RSE leaders and over the last 14 years, we had a fairly good idea of what was important, what their why was, why they were coming here and what impacts that was having. we did. We have had quite a few focus groups and discussions with with our people to be able to nut out exactly what those measurements should be. So you know, what was their take home pay that then translated into um, businesses set up, kids sent mm. through schooling, houses built, businesses built, um, things like that. Through things also like um, support locally around. Baka Messina, Red Cross, um, different courses that channel people to learn skills around businesses and building and things like that, that they can then transfer back into um, impacts in the islands. Mm. So um, I guess we, I wouldn't say we got it perfect and we're, we're refining every year what we're measuring. We started out with a bit of a mixture of qualitative and quantitative data and we have a balance every year. Yeah, I guess we we started somewhere and we're sort of building on that as we go and learning more as we go. Mm. I think that's true in that that how to measure the impact of the REC component of our workforce was actually probably somewhat clear and maybe easy um, because we knew really what their drivers were for coming on the REC scheme Mm -hmm. in the first place and coming to New Zealand but we're trying now to do the Kiwi impact story Mm -hmm. and we are finding that probably a lot harder to really drill down into what we want to measure Um, you know where do we even start what data do we collect what questions do we ask like Mm -hmm. that is that is probably a little bit harder Um, as a story that we want to tell it's an, an impact that we want to measure but um, we haven't really nailed how to mm. approach that one yet. Mm, totally. Through the bingo reviews. We do have, yeah, we do have um, a process where we capture people's aspirations cool. and um, their career pathway and the skills that they want to learn, which we've nicknamed bingo. Cool. Um, so that's one measure, um, 
but I think there's probably a bit more in that that we want to, mm. yeah, more that we want to unpack. <coughs> cool. So that's Great answers. And I love what you said, Tammy, around while we started somewhere, because that's yeah. the key, is just starting somewhere, because what you learn from doing mm. is, is huge. You know, mm. you couldn't have planned out how to do 2022 impact report and nailed it as much as you know, as you can once you've done a couple, mm. you know, already. Mm. So I think that's a really good point. Is practically, is there any like tool or, or um, website or, or anything that hosts your metrics or Excel doc or anything practically? For yeah. <clears throat> well, we use SurveyMonkey to oh, cool. actually do the surveys, but having said that, there were a lot of barriers with that around um, English, around timing and getting people together mm. and trying to get that uptake as close to 100% as possible. Mm. Um, but SurveyMonkey we used both to... Um, do the surveys but also to analyze and collate the data as well and then you can uh, export that down into excel mm. into proper readable reports mm. which we then took and designed in a very reader friendly way so that they were visually appealing yeah. um, when we shared it with everyone so um, we learned a huge amount around metrics what metrics worked, what didn't, from the way we asked a question. And mm. one question you can ask 10 different ways and get 10 different answers or 10 different people read it and take a different view of what that question is asking. So, mm. yeah, definitely start somewhere and refine along the way because, um, yeah, we certainly had to change the way we asked the questions to get the right data that we needed out the other end. Yeah. What were the key barriers to overcome with impact reporting? I think, yeah, English being a second, third, fourth language mm. um, was probably number one. Having to rewrite the questions in a, in a simple and easy to understand manner and sometimes translate those. Yeah. Also looking at the way that we did the survey. So not everyone felt comfortable doing it online. So there were barriers around technology um, and around, uh, we had issues with COVID, repatriation. Um, so people going home, that was hard for us to be able to reach out and get their information once they're back in their island with no uh, cell phones or technology or anything oh. like that. So we, we did have quite a few barriers um, and we're just working on ways to overcome some of those mm -hmm. next time. And, and one thing we're looking at is doing twice yearly data collection so that we can minimise some of the risk and having to extrapolate data out because our um, uptake has been a bit less than mm -hmm. we would have liked. Mm -hmm. Hortus has been running for a while and has had impact for, for years now. What do we think the like light bulb moment or the aha moment was around going, okay, let's actually start measuring the good we're doing and creating this yearly report? Like, why hadn't you done it before? Yeah. I think for me, it was probably, um, I guess we were just focused on running this business and um, it wasn't until possibly that we just started, people started expressing more curiosity in, in um, the REC. And, yeah. And then also, you know, when you go to the bank and want to get funding and they start asking you questions and then I think we just saw that people were genuinely interested in, in what we were doing and they wanted these stories and information. So we thought, well, let's share it. Let's let's share some stories. Um, 
I think Lucy's right. Like we've just cracked on with work and not totally. really shared a lot of stories, and there has been a lot of interest. And um, also, there's a lot of misconceptions out there around the REC scheme and um, viticulture as an industry and things like that. And so, part of doing all of this storytelling and impact reporting. Is, is to kind of put to bed some of those myths as mm. well from our industry around the REC scheme. So mm. I think there was a few th- things at play as to why it came about when it did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, totally. um, but it's certainly something that's here to stay now and something we'll be doing on an annual basis. Mm. That's so cool to hear. Also, I think the timing of you guys joining us mm. um, a few years ago, like before you guys came on, I don't think anyone really had the time to mm-hmm. dive deep into it and analyse mm. and mm. do these surveys and that. Um, but now we've got people on board mm. yeah. to and COVID, focus on that. Yeah, yeah. And COVID probably, mm. you know, you're more mindful of the impacts and yeah, just yeah. how people's sort of situation and... Um, yeah. The impact in the islands, not having tourism or other sources of income, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just probably a lot of things that yeah. just all came together to think, right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. so cool. I recently recorded a podcast with Rowan and Aiden from Go Generosity. I am so inspired by their scalable impact, making generosity easy for consumers, businesses, and charities, so they can make a difference to those that need it most. So how does it work? You pay it forward at your favourite local business so they can turn your generosity into tangible products and services for people in need. If you're a business owner, it's a great way to implement social impact into your operations. So thanks to the team at Go Generosity for making this podcast possible. Go check them out at gogenerosity.com and listen to our episode with Rowan and Aiden to learn more about them. How do you communicate your impact? So you've got the impact report now. Have you... I've seen some things on LinkedIn and socials and that sort of stuff. Is there a plan around communicating it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's an informal plan. Yeah, totally. <laughs> We're organised chaos in here. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, generally we will always start within and then go outwards. So everything we do, we share with our leaders, our teams. Um, obviously our REC are up there as one of the first to look at everything. Um, and then we will go out from there, talk to clients, share on socials, mm. share on the website, share with the government. Yeah, um, yeah it, it really sort of flows in quite a natural manner. But our sort of philosophy is always to start within and then mm. and then go wider than that. Um, yeah, because yeah. the team's got to know mm. um, and get behind. You know, they they know what impact they're having, but sometimes they don't know what impact they're having. You know, mm. like the, the the full scale of that. Maybe Tom, you could speak to mm. that. Like looking at that impact report from an employee perspective and going, yeah, this is what we do as a company. How's that felt? Oh, it's awesome. Mm. We're actually quite very proud of our team, Portis as a whole, and also our RSC workers yeah. of the impact that they've had on my life as well as theirs, mm. it's, it's like the information that I see, I don't have much to do with putting it together, in fact I don't have anything to do with that, mm. but reading it is, is fascinating, eh? like just how awesome the impact is, mm. how positive it is. Eh? Mm. And it probably puts into words everything that you experience every day through yeah. working with yeah, the RSC. Yeah, it does, like it's, it's hard work, yeah. Yeah. it's hard work dealing with 
what, 500 people, mm. English is their second language, you know. Mm. Comes with a lot of headaches, but it's all worth it in the end. How's the wider community responded to the impact report? So they, you know, it's being communicated, they read it. Have you seen anything through socials or through government or through, you know, Blenheim community or beyond as well? Yeah, we, we get a lot of feedback um, through various channels. Um, if I just take government as one example, so our REC manager, Tahu, mm. um, as soon as it was hot off the press, he pretty much was meeting with um, high commissioners the next day and shared it around the table. They all took a copy home. They all wanted it emailed, um, sent to people in the islands and things like that, and they just absolutely love it mm. and it, I guess it goes such a long way and has such a weight in the conversations around why the REC scheme is here and why it should carry on and grow mm. in future years to come so from a yeah from right from a government perspective through to clients um, they're very keen to share it with with everyone in their teams um, mm. we get a lot of really positive feedback we definitely get um, questions around how did how did we come up with the figures, you know, give us the background, which is why we took it um, deeper this year from just the two-page statement to a full-on 20-page report wow. yeah. um, because of the questions we were getting back, which was awesome that people were taking the time to read it and ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get questions around why, why is the negative side of it you know, not on there. Mm. Um, that's something we're looking at as well, along with the Kiwi impact. Is you know, what are some of the negatives, and how can we combat some of the negative impacts with our pastoral care teams? Mm. Wow. So there's different things at play, but um, overall, um, really positive feedback on mm. it. That's so cool to hear. Mm. Yeah. I think companies are even impressed that we care enough to measure the impact and. Um, yeah, I think people are like, oh wow, you guys are doing that research and you know, you're diving into that. Mm. That's, that's really good. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think for me, I'm, I know we're really proud of that document and um, you know, for us we want to share it loudly, but I guess I'm also hanging back a little bit because I know it's only half the story mm. and then we haven't talked about the impact for our, um, our Kiwi mm. base and that, that is really important that we do share that story so I guess I'd feel even better once we got the full picture yeah. <laughs> shared mm-hmm. but it's a good starting point oh, oh totally yeah. yeah takes time sharing it like there's a lot more um, it's not just like emailing it out to clients and stuff like things like this mm-hmm. talking about it um, like careers days and stuff it's, it's mentioned in loads of conversations yeah I know AJ has loads of conversations with some pretty high business people and, and the mayor and stuff, you know, um, and I know that he mentions these things to them. Um, so a lot of it is word of mouth. Mm. They, other people talk about it too, and, and same as all of us in this room here in, in, the, in the office and that. Mm. We talk about an impact statement to our families and it just spreads like that, eh? Totally. Yeah. I can even imagine, you know, if one of you guys was at like a barbecue over summer with yep. friends. <coughs> Those are the things that are going to come out about, I work for this organisation and this is what we get to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak on your guys' behalf, but I'm sure that those are the first things that would come out. And so even from a recruitment perspective, from a team culture perspective, mm-hmm. it's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Definitely having some of the struggles on there will be good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
especially with like the partial care thing, because there's a lot of there's a lot of doubts and a lot of what's in the community that because mm. they don't understand mm. like why are all these guys taking up all the doctors because they're our only options, mm. you know. In fact, uh, we've only got one option now, mm. and we used to have multiple doctor practices that we could take them to. But little things like that mm. just to make public the public aware of why these situations come up and why they, you know, stop complaining. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a reason why this is happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even just the compassion from the community and education for them around, you know, people have been here two years, they've missed births of children and, and you know, major life events and things like that. Let, let's have some compassion. Let's mm-hmm. be kind to these mm-hmm. people in the community. They're, mm-hmm. they're one of us. Yeah. They yeah. walk amongst us. And yeah. so I'm definitely keen, keen to share a bit more of, of different sides of it as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, on balance, there's a lot more positives. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I still think, like Lucy said, it's not a complete picture until we share both local and um island impacts and we share different sides of that impact as well Mm -hmm. so i think i mean we're all about um transparency here and and being honest and so i think an impact report should be just that as well Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to an employee like a leader in a business or an owner who's developing the impact report each year Give yourself a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, I think we underestimated how long it, it would take. Mm. Um, and the first year, obviously, we, we did whip it together fairly quickly. The second year, we had a, well, it did take us a lot longer. Yeah. I think it took us about four months in the end between survey or designing and surveying through to analysing the data and then working out a way to present it yeah. and then building in a real deep report about what that information means. Mm. So I think uh, time is really important, research and background, thinking about what is important to you and what you want to measure. Are you already having an impact? Maybe reflecting on that side of it. And and if you are, you know, what is it you should be reporting on? Yeah. Um, what do your community want to know? And, yeah, 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 absolutely. And what tools are you going to use to measure it? Are you going to be doing online surveys or face-to-face or focus groups? Or mm. um, So figuring out, yeah, I guess your what, why, when and how mm. sort of things really um, and just taking that time to plan it out. Yeah, mm. yeah. great. I think I also really appreciate it. We had a wee project team working on it um, with sort of a data analyst and a graphic designer and the copywriter so mm. employees support us but I think as a team everyone was really committed to making sure the data was represented authentically and that we weren't um, kind of over over promoting something mm. um, and we did keep each other really honest and everyone was challenging what we were doing because we just wanted this document to go out that yes. was true and real. So I quite liked having that project team that were, um, yeah, just really committed to actually putting something together that was true. Yeah, I was going to ask that if there was any external support or like with graphic design or anything, but it was an internal project team. Yeah, cool. I mean, we have got a graphic designer who's been with us for two years. Yeah. That is a contractor yeah she feels very much like part of our team so yeah it was it was definitely an internal team um, and at some point if this goes massive we might have to get someone that's actually got some experience around designing surveys and analyzing data whereas mm. um, 
we've just pulled together our collective <laughs> skill set really totally good on you guys it's so inspiring I think yeah. it was a really good point you said around keeping each other honest mm. you know because um I think my advice would be to get people to cast their eye over it and do those checks along the way because um yeah it is there is a point at which you could yeah obviously um promote it perhaps in too positive light or just people questioning you around what questions you're asking in the data you're collecting and is that accurate and and why are you sharing it that way and there's just so many ways to cut and dice Mm. a piece of information Mm. you you need people to keep you in balance and to ask you the tough questions and we circulated apart from our project team we circulated this out to about 12 different people Mm. at every point along the way which was quite a an intense process but was really good because each one of those people saw something different and had different questions and different perceptions about it so I think it's really important to go wide with it within your teams Mm. um, to Mm. get different views Mm. that's great advice I think when you project manage something like this or you're part of something like this you can you want to like hold it really close Mm. and then release it and launch it in this big way um, which can be tempting to do but actually the right thing is to bring external people along for the journey to ask hard questions Mm. so that you can be prouder of the thing that you do launch at the end of the day yeah Yeah. great what advice would you give to a business who's wanting to have impact but they're just not sure where to start I think just you just got to jump in there and make a start. Mm. Um, I think even pick one topic, like for us, obviously, the social impact around the people side is huge, but likewise, it could be around the environment or, um, yeah, looking at your supply chain, whatever you want to do, but just, just pick a topic mm. and, and get, get going. And, yeah, I think we've just evolved through doing um, that you're not going to get those learnings unless you do it. So I think pick something that's important to your mission and the purpose of your business Mm -hmm. and then just jump in and have a crack. I feel like for us, we kind of, we knew our audience, we knew who we were going to share this with, so we kind of knew what we wanted to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So I guess um, if you don't know where to start, who who do you want to see this, Mm -hmm. to show this to, Mm -hmm. to share it with, and... What, what would they want to see? Mm-hmm. Do they want to see a monetary thing or do they want to see like a community thing or, you know, a, a values thing mm-hmm. or maybe all of it, chuck it all in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess you pick your, know your audience, if that's the right way to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's no, right. Yeah. yeah, whether it's clients or it's community, we already knew because we hear a lot of things in the community, negative things and positive things. Mm-hmm. So we kind of knew what to cover what we're hearing so we're kind of responding to that mm. in a way mm-hmm. anything from you Timmy? Um, no I think those sentiments of yeah just jumping in have a go um, you'll learn along the way you'll make mistakes um, if, you know for us it's always been our why and so you know I'd like to think that a business that's doing this would would probably have some strong passions towards some sort of impact they want to measure or get involved in. And um, 
So, yeah, I think just diving in, not being afraid to talk to people, not being afraid to try something new, ask the hard questions, Mm. um, see where it takes you and adapt it from there, really. Mm. So cool, guys. Mm. Last question. What excites you about being involved in an impact-led or or um, purpose-led organisation? I think for me personally... um, having something quiet, having a higher purpose than your day-to-day job. Mm. Like, you know, you can work anywhere and do anything. But um, I think more and more now in society we crave to work somewhere and do something that we enjoy with people we enjoy for something bigger than just a paycheck at the end of the week. Um, Having having a a higher purpose and a bigger impact, it's, it's motivational, it's humbling, um it's yeah i think it, it's it's quite invaluable really i i personally i don't know if if we're an impact led organization we're just out there doing it mm-hmm. and that's making the impact mm-hmm. it's not leading us but this is just natural like what we're trying to achieve it's not something that's actually Mm-hmm. trying to work on too much is just the outcome of what happens mm. you're right because when I talk to AJ and the team it's just so authentic and it's mm. so he lives and breathes yeah. the impact that he has in the community and yeah. that has flown down into mm. all of yeah. you guys as a team mm. so I know what you mean by whether that whether you like it or not yeah. you, you get put in some pretty tough positions you know especially with public speaking and stuff like that <laughs> but um you know, that stuff, all of this impact thing has come naturally from what we've just done through mm. our everyday job and yeah. the right people in the right positions at work, you know. Mm. Good managers, good supervisors, yeah. good leaders, and then that feeds down into good stuff. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I think I think Tom's right. I think it, it has just evolved through the values of the people that were kind of here from the early days but I think to keep that alive as we evolve and scale we are becoming quite purposeful around um, you know our recruitment is is basically a values based interview yeah um, so we're very intentional about people that we bring in that are aligned to this purpose and what we're trying to achieve um, and I agree with Timmy, I think it's it's hugely motivational when you're not just tuning up to do a job, you're actually tuning up to make a difference and to work with people that are, are also passionate about making a difference. And I think um, it helps us just don't get caught up in the small stuff and the, um, you know, the little niggly frustrations. It's like, you know, there's a bigger, bigger picture here, let's just focus on that. Um, so yeah, I agree, I think it's, it definitely gets me out of bed in the mornings. <laughs> So Everyone enjoys it, eh? Like oh, it's, it's, it's exciting, <laughs> the growth of our, of our family, um, the Hortus family, and our business has been huge over the last few years. That's created heaps of opportunities for growth for to people to become a manager, um, RSC to become supervisors, mm-hmm. um, RSC to become like team leaders and that. You know, it's created so much. And that's, that's exciting for me, running the labour team, um, been able to grow our people uh, is yeah, mm. it's, mate, it's awesome. Mm, yeah. It really is. It really is. So cool. Yeah, it's so electric walking in here. Like I can just tell that there's a really great culture here. It's not 
it's just authentically running and humming along and you guys are really enjoying what you do and I think that's something really special Mm. um but thank you so much for this authentic honest real conversation this deep dive into impact reporting I'm sure lots of business owners and leaders will get lots of value from it so I appreciate it Tom Lucy and Tammy thank you for having us